Reeves from Keris. Hello, Alex. <laughs> Lovely to catch up with you again. Cheers for talking to us today. Absolute pleasure. I've been there. We've been watching your Twitter site with interest. Uh, like you said to me, and the last time we met up in London, you showed me a bar of gold, and there it was on your Twitter account. Nice big bar too, wasn't it? Yeah, it looked lovely. Yeah, your Twitter account's getting a lot of traction. It's amazing now the the momentum it's uh, carrying now for Keris. Yeah, look, we uh, went into a bit of a radio silence for a week. Must have got lost in one of those underground workings at Accord, but uh, <laughs> back above ground and ready to go. Uh, just to touch on that, you put a tweet out last night that the day today is the 24th of May and you put uh, underground at Accord. Was that ever in the plan? Or extra? No, no, that's just the old workings in the pit um, at Accord. So, no, no, that's just old workings that we dug into in the pit. All right. Just uh, obviously, you know what it's like for for investors that they look at you, you know these images and they like to yeah. chat, you know chat about things. Can you enlighten us any more about that before we move on? Yeah, look, I mean the gold fields has been mined since the 1800s, and um, you know the first miners uh, literally packed wheelbarrows, went out into the outback, and went prospecting, and they found these little high grade showings that they'd pan for and they'd dig down on them and you know, wrap it around for a bit um, and see what there was. And so when we put these open pits down, quite often, in fact, more often than not, you'll find that there's some old workings near the surface where one of the old prospectors from the 1800s has burrowed away previously. Um, so uh, if you look closely at that picture, you will see a hole in the wall, and that's one of their old openings. And uh, I've got to say, rather them than me, because if you look at that, that's very weathered ground and pretty unstable. Unbelievable, isn't it? You just can't believe it, can you? Them guys, you know, prospecting back in the oh. day, and it's still there. Uh, it's amazing. Awesome. Very impressed uh, by their ability to find gold and their ability to to live and work out there before the age of fridges and you know, air conditioning and stuff. Oh, they must have been hardy souls, them guys, that's for sure. Tough guy. Yeah, a little hardier than us. <laughs> the, uh, <clears throat> so how, how are you going? Uh, we haven't spoke since, uh, well, in fact, since you, you did the show back at Walsall and uh, you got the Prince of Wales, man, you, you raised uh, some funds for that. Was it 1.25 million? Uh, so how's it going on that front, please? Yeah, look, it's um, pedal to the metal here. We're absolutely flat out um, getting all of our uh, requirements in place. You know, there's a lot of safety requirements and other things we need to get approved. Yeah. Um, huge amount of paperwork that needs to go into that before you can actually go underground. Um, we've been uh, looking at sourcing, you know, where do we source cheaper equipment from. We actually had a go at an online auction the other day. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going from an old nickel mine quite cheaply, but we only picked up one thing. We've got to uh, work out, you know, get one of those salvage hunters discovery TV guys on board to help us out, I think. But um, so getting that together and all the plans and um, yeah, it's all, all progressing well, you know, not a lot to see physically, but there's a huge amount of background work that goes into getting permissions to get a, you know, an underground mine up and running. Yeah, that, that's the only thing. I watch the uh, DM groups on social media 
and obviously everybody you know they expect they expect news every week it's 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 ridiculous really like but uh just today's RNS, uh, Dave. You've got the prepayment agreements with Norton Goldfield. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what's happened there? Under our original agreement, we're meant to be paid within 42 days, but that's dependent on final grade and recoveries being determined. So you know, just to revisit what happens, we deliver ore onto the ROM pad. Um, they take about 18% of that to the side and they put that through the sample plant. That involves crushing it down um, to five, well, initially to 12 millimetres, um, taking large samples out of that, taking that sample away, crushing that to five millimetres, taking portions of that, and then taking that away to the lab, which then looks at grade um, through various methods. It then replicates the Norton plant, you know, water, pH, cyanide, um, gravity, gold through Nelson concentrators and, and basically runs it through a mini process of theirs to determine the, the recovery, um, you know, along with various other things like moisture, etc. that we need to do the final determination. And so it's a pretty complex um, process and just takes a bit of time, you know, depends how various things filter and what not to be able to get full mass balances. So it um, it's just been taking a bit more time and the sample plant itself uh, has been unavailable either through other people using it or in this later case, a bit of a breakdown. Um, and so that's extended our payment time beyond what we were expecting. And, you know, so all credit to Norton, they, you know, we, we went and saw them and said, look, this is where we are, start up, we need that cash coming back. And so we came up with this prepayment and that should reduce our initial, you know, 80% of the payment to within a, less than a week of the all being processed in the sample plant um, and all being equal, that's sort of two to three weeks after it uh, lands on the pad. Uh, we'll get the bulk of the money and then the remainder will flow uh, once we do all that test work, which, you know, we'll get better and better as we get... Um, more adept at the process. It's, it sounds a good deal, actually, because obviously you're getting, you know, most of the payments and then they'll just square you up, like you say, once they do the, the final uh, batch. The thing I'm reading in the RNS today, like, it's, it's, uh, is basically, what I'm saying is, due to the unavailabil unavailability, apologies, of the sample plan, prepayments for the second batch is anticipated to occur in the first two weeks of June under the new regime. That sounds quite uh, interesting, that in your RNS. Yeah, well, look, if we didn't have that prepayment, um, because that sample plan, as I said, has been unavailable, mainly through breakdown lately, uh, our payment would have been sometime in July. So, you know, we're hoping first week in June, but worst case, second week in June, we'll get that um, payment. Uh, there's more hitting or all, all been hitting the pad in the meantime. Um, that needs to go through as well. Uh, so it will sort of be a bit of a, a plug pull and release that pool of funds um, over the next month from all the mining we've been doing in the in between. Um, and that, that will be a great boost for us. Well, that, that, that sounds interesting with the shareholders because obviously now they'll, they'll be reading today's RNS and now they'll be looking to June, you know, for some, some more updates and so on for you guys going forward. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll get regular updates out. Um, 
not just on that production, but what's happening at the the two undergrounds. Um, because there is, even though it's a little boring with some of the paperwork, there is a lot of other stuff happening. We're, we're sort of finalising the production models now um, and getting detailed costings together um, and be able to put out a lot more information on that as, as we go forward. Yeah, what I've been asked uh, through LSE Share Talk is for a Q&A session with you guys. Is, is it okay if we uh, collect some questions and we forward them on to you for a written Q&A? Yeah, absolutely, as long as they're not too tough. <laughs> There'll be nothing on crickets. Obviously, a no uh, Australian football. I can't stop. No comment. <laughs> no, no, no. Fair enough, too. No, no problem. Uh, so when's your next visit to the UK, then, or Europe? When, when do you envisage Keris coming across? Um, look, there's nothing planned from a PR point of view. Um, I always pop across for various things and I'll be popping across there soon. Uh, you know, a lot of that is just trying to raise a profile more with the institutional side of uh, the ledger. And as we move forward, it'd be nice to bring some of them on board as well. Um, so I'll be looking at through Europe and other places in, in trying to raise our profile as we you know, get settled into production. That sounds interesting that because that sounds like you're looking at the institutes, the major players and with Keris. Yeah, well, look, I think um, we've got a good story to tell. We are the only uh, listed Aussie gold miner on AIM. Um, there's a lot of instos in London that do participate in Australian gold through ASX listed companies. And, um, you know, it'd be good to, to look at trying to expose them to what we're up to uh, and what the growth story is. Well, definitely, because the Prince of Wales, like you say, once you once you get all your ducks lined up for that sort of thing, and when you did the presentation the last time we met up, that looks a very exciting player. So I'm sure the institutes must pay attention to that. You know what? If you you know you bring that asset online this year sometime. Yeah, for sure. Look, um, you know this always takes time, and um, it's just a matter of persevering uh, on the message and you know if the instos see see a good story and want exposure to gold then then fantastic um you know that that means hopefully buying on the market which uh, everyone's happy with because it, it, it looks you look at the price of uh, aussie gold at the moment and you look at the uh, momentum the sentiment if you like to do to do with the man and sector at the moment it's in my opinion, it looks like it's turning and it's bouncing. You guys never, yeah, look, you never say nothing that, you guys, do you? Well, look, there's been a lot of discussion here in the last month or two, and there was an interesting article. There's a institution here called Lion Selection Fund, and there's a conference going on in Australia at the moment, and one of the principals there reckons that we, the clock, he's got this clock, which is at six o'clock is the start of the next boom and 12 o'clock is the start of the next bust. And he reckons we've now just hit six o'clock. It's the start of the next boom, um, early days, but it'll ramp up from here and this, you know, the good times start to roll. And certainly down here in Australia, we're seeing a lot of money um, being raised for resource companies. Yeah. Um, which is the first time in a long while, a lot of people getting set long-term um, at low prices. And it's a, it's a really healthy feel. Australian gold is sitting around 17 to 30 an ounce at the moment. Uh, I don't know was when we signed the deal, it was more like 1,500, 1,450 when we first got into gold. So, 
you know, gold's been tracking upwards um, in Australian dollar terms here. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, certainly there's a, a lot more positivity. If you look at Kalgoorlie today versus six months ago, there's a lot more people on the streets. There's a lot more buzz happening. There's, uh, you know, this online auction was very well attended. They had 35 companies bidding for materials there. So, yeah, I think, I think, Maybe, maybe, maybe um, we've got those green shoots and it's exciting times ahead. It do, I, I had uh, Paul Johnson on from Metal Target yesterday, and uh, he, he's very upbeat, you know, with the stuff they're doing. But uh, just to go off topic as well, I had uh, Keith Cooglin from uh, European Metals Limited, your mate. I had him on there uh, last week. And, uh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, he's, oh, by the way, he's a good guy, like, but uh, obviously he's into the uh, lithium player in Europe. And uh, he's very upbeat. So what I, what I'm getting is when I'm interviewing you guys, I'm I'm getting that 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 feeling when I go across this sector, you know. So it definitely looks interesting. Without a doubt. No, look, I, as I say, I think you know a lot of people are calling the bottom, and that we're on the the upswing now. But you know these these cycles are, are years long, so it doesn't happen overnight. But if the sentiment's building, then it's it's only positive. I think, I, my personal opinion, I, well, I've followed you guys, obviously, as, as you know, Dave, you know, from your spot three, seven days and all that, but uh, I definitely think you are in a good position to go forward in the next year or two years, that's for sure. That's what I think. Look, we, yeah, we, we like Australian gold. We think this Aussie dollar, if anything, will devalue a bit more. Um, we think the gold price uh, is going to remain solid. Maybe it won't outperform everything, but it's going to remain a very solid fundamental and as such you know it's a it's a really good place to be definitely yeah thanks for talking it was from australia today and I, i'm sure your shareholders will be very interested in this audio podcast and uh, i'll send a q a over if that's okay sensational thanks very much alex cheers dave you're a gentleman thanks very much good on you cheers bye